Welcome to this week's bi-weekly episode of The Game Papas. I'm Uncle Dad, and with me as always is the Retro Gaming Nomad. What's up, man? Cheers! Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> welcome back. Oh, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> what a welcome back, Kata. Yeah, man. Every time I hear that, like I actually did that one of our Uncle Dad Talks episode where Mike came back from being gone so long, and I put the fucking welcome back theme in there. <laughs> did it take uh, him back? It took him forward. Did he uh, start talking like John Travolta? Oh, yeah, he's in that, huh? <laughs> yeah, that was the third shit, dude. Wow, I forgot about that. But speaking of old school things, we are talking about today's subject which is near and dear to my heart. Well, sort of. Metal Gear. Those who can't see because we're not video. Is, <laughs> is Retro Gaming Nomad putting his Metal Gear in my face? <laughs> yeah. So what I'm going to do is I got a bunch of games here because Uncle Dad's definitely one of the biggest Metal Gear fans I know. And we always have a joke every year because he's like, no, dude, Snake's dead. Metal Gear's over with. And I was like, no, it's never dead. They're going to bring it back. <laughs> And they are going to milk that teat until it's dry. And guess what they're going to do after that? They're going to make powdered milk. And they're going to bring <laughs> it back again. And then after the powdered milk goes spoiled, guess what they're going to get? They're going to get some Similac. And they're going to remix it. And they're going to bring it back in. It will never die. Snake will never die. So while he's talking, I am going <laughs> to put up to the camera. You guys can't see. I'm going to put up to a camera a Metal Gear game. He doesn't know this. And I want him to say a little something about it. Okay, we're just going to do that right now. <laughs> well, no, go ahead with your intro, Metal Gear. Okay, so Metal Gear Solid celebrates, uh, sorry, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater will celebrate its 20th anniversary this year. And a lot of people consider 3 or 2 to be the best. Personally, I think 3 is the best one because it was a prequel to the franchise, which gets very confusing. And to be honest with you, I do not want, and Retro, you tell me too, I really don't want to dive into the plot lines overall because it's going to make no sense and we're going to be confused. You can't. You can't. <laughs> we, yeah, we don't have enough time on this podcast. I think by the time we're done explaining the entire story, which I, I don't even know anymore, <laughs> these people will probably die themselves. Either starvation <laughs> if they're listening to us or they'll turn into freaking mummy dust. Because who knows? Everybody's everybody's mom. Everybody's a different a clone of somebody else. Who knows? You might be <laughs> Solid Snake. I don't know. <laughs> And you're a naked snake. <laughs> I'm I'm revolver talks a lot. That's talks what I am. Oh, I need to put a little rim shot in there. <laughs> yeah, so you know, Metal Gear Solid Three, in my opinion, had one of the most unique storylines. It took place during the the Cold War. You had you, you kind of understand. You kind of see what Solid Snake is. You're not Solid Snake at that time. He was naked. Naked snake, right? <laughs> That's the thing. Naked snake. <laughs> so he's hold, currently holding up Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. And, you know, to kind of talk about Metal Gear Solid 3, or all Metal Gears, what is the deal with them always repackaging it with the special edition basically later? What is your thoughts on that? Because why, why not? It's, <laughs> it's a money grab. 
That's a money grab, bro. Those are money grabs for sure. <laughs> for sure. I, mean, they are. I just showed you Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. And then one of the things I just posted on my Instagram is the not so well known Metal Gear Solid 3D Snake, Snake Eater. Eater. <laughs> yeah. And then you also which, have. Uh, which Konami had to release that little. Remember that little attachment to the 3DS? You may have had a second analog stick. That's right. Oh my god, I forgot that about for, that. Right. That was for this game, and you and you had to. You can go to Konami's official site and actually get it, so you can control the camera and stuff, man. Yeah, that's right. Wow, I forgot about that. So on the subject of uh, Snake Eater, we have Snake Eater 3D, Snake Eater, the original release. You have Snake Eater Subsistence, I think it's called. Oh, uh, that's the one they repackage, and they, and there's two versions of that. Of that version as well, you have the Snake Eater, Snake Eater Subsistence Standard Package, which comes with I think the game, extra shit, and then I think Metal Gear One and Two, like Metal Gear for the NES, mm-hmm. and then I believe it also came with like extra scenes. But then there's another version of that version that comes with a DVD. That's the entire cutscenes into one DVD. <laughs> yeah, because I didn't they do that because I have. Well, no, I'll, I'll let you go on with Metal Gear Solid 3, because I got this other one here with two, but uh, I'll let you go. So Metal Gear Solid 3 just had a bunch of versions. One of the things, Mr. Nomad, that I have wanted my entire life, and I know, don't have it, I want it so bad, is the Metal Gear, it was for E3 back when they did it, and it was an E3 exclusive vinyl of the Metal Gear Solid theme song, Snake Eater. It was like a James Bond type theme song. I'm sure you remember if you heard it, you would know it. But it was like one of the most beautiful things in, in the Metal Gear universe. And they made a full size LP vinyl that had one song on it, and that was the and that was the uh, Snake Eater theme song. You can buy it online on eBay, probably like two hundred, three hundred. But if I could ever find one in the wild, man, I want that so bad. So they're not going to do that. They're not going to do a repressing of it. They never did. They never did. And it's weird because you know that would sell, right? Like that would hold, totally sell. Well, yeah. And the fact that they re-released Metal Gear Solid 3 17 times and they can't do the vinyl twice? Like, come on. <laughs> it's too expensive. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because when you think about Metal Gear and you think about Metal Gear Solid 3, not only is there the remakes there, but it was also released in other collections, correct? Metal Gear Saga, Metal Gear Legacy, and there's another one coming out, Metal Gear, Metal Gear Collectors, whatever the fuck. And Volume, volume re- 1 and Volume 2. Yeah. Yep. And there's <laughs> another remake, a full-blown, like, high-def 4K remake of Snake Eater 3 coming out this year. Or, sorry, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater this year. Called, called Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater Delta. The oh, wow. Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater Eats Again. Yeah, I have the PS3, the Legacy. That's the uh, Legacy. Metal Gear Solid Legacy Collection. Yeah, that one has Metal Gear 1, then uh, Metal Gear 2, Solid Snake, Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear Solid something, Metal Gear Solid 2, 3, 4, and then the... Uh, I, don't know, I can't even read this anymore. My eyes are bad. <laughs> Metal yeah, Gear subsistence, Sol- all that. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid is one of those games, kind of to what you're to you're saying. 
in our previous episode, we talked about classics and how they're being remade and whatever. But when you talk about this this particular series, I cannot think of another game that has had so many, other than probably Street Fighter, right? That have so many iterations of this fucking game come out. Can you think of another one besides Street Fighter? Are you talking about same, specifically number three or the series? The series. Because think about it. They all get re-released all the time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Resident Evil. Yeah. Okay. That's close. I would say it's definitely not as often, but close. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're redoing four now. Uh, I mean, Which, they did four. They're redoing, they're redoing Code, Code Veronica next. Oh, right. Right. So, yeah. And then if you look at number one, they redid number one multiple times and then the origins and then the GameCube. And then, well, I mean, can't in Metal Gear. Yeah. You look at Metal Gear. They did the phenomenal twin snakes. I mean, on, on the GameCube. And they're supposed to redo Just, that one now too. That one has never been released on a collection. Isn't that absolute bullshit? I, yeah. Cause I think it's, I think it's down to the, cause the developers, I guess. Um, it was, oh, oh. Yeah. Cause Silicon Knights developed it. Yeah. And, and they're, and Nintendo owns it. Yes, I think you're right. That and, and honestly, that port or that remake of Metal Gear Solid One was one of the most impressive remakes I've ever seen for a game because it yeah. did such a great job of taking what was so great about the game already and then making it better and then filling in things that you didn't see because you didn't have the really shitty polygon graphics right from the PlayStation One. Like it was just it was impeccable. I, I seriously think. Having that come back would be amazing. I mean, we can, we need that. We need that remake. We need a, really. We do need that remake more than we need another release of Metal Gear Solid Three. <laughs> I completely, I completely agree. And Metal Gear Solid. So let's talk about Metal Gear Solid One, PlayStation One. That game was the first game I ever played where I felt I was controlling a movie because of the presentation. Because the one thing that impressed me the most was that intro, and then you're going up the elevator, and then the credits start going. I'm like, bro, this is badass. And yeah. you're just waiting. You can't fast forward or anything. And it's just like, that's that music, you know, directed by Hideo Kojima and, you know, Konami and all the developers. It was in, in the beginning. And I was like, dude, who does? Nobody's done that really before. I mean, it felt like a freaking movie. Yeah, almost like a Michael Bay type movie, huh? Like, like a like a high don't budget. Insult, don't, don't insult. Don't insult. Metal. Don't insult Metal here with Michael Bay. What I'm not. A Michael, I'm not a Michael Bay fan. He, he destroyed oh. my Transformers, man. I'm sorry. Oh man. Oh, dude. <laughs> but I see. I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying. I mean, because he was the man at the time. <laughs> what did he have at the time? The island. What was that? What was that called? It wasn't, no, the island. That was the 2000. We're talking like old school. So Miami and Miami. What is it? Hot, oh my God, not Hot Club. Bad Boys. There we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bad Boys is good. Yeah. Uh, Independence Day? Come on. <laughs> Independence Day was good. Yeah, I forgot that was Michael Bay. That was good. Exactly, dude. Armageddon came out. That's not Armageddon's his dude. <laughs> Armageddon was all right. I thought it was all right. Oh, my Lord. You better not have Mike hear you. <laughs> Sorry, Mike. <laughs> but you know, Metal Gear Solid. When you talk about that, that opening sequence, that that feeling you get of being in a movie, they try to replicate that in every single game. Which usually, I would say, they nail. But the problem is, and I know there's people who are going to listen because I think you agree with me on this. 
Hideo Kojima fanboys are the most hardcore fans in the world, and they will mm-hmm. fight you tooth and nail, saying that you're wrong. His games are great, and I'm not denying that they're not great, but they are convoluted. We have to admit to that. I mean, you got it. You have to be on my side on that one. Oh, I'm 100 percent on your side. I think. As time went on, I think uh, uh, some of the originality that, especially with number one and, and part number two, it kind of got repeated and stuff wasn't as original. And and that, and I I don't I wouldn't say that's his fault. I mean, he was so original when he when he came out with Solid Solid Two, you know, and eventually oh, yeah. with Solid Three, it's it's not really his fault because he had to keep topping it. You know what I mean? So I think think of it like a M Night Shyamalan movie. You know, at the beginning, like all his movies all had a twist at the end. And you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to go watch every one of his movies. And later on, you're like, yeah, that I was waiting for that. I was waiting for that knockout punch. And it really kind of didn't happen. I kind of I kind of got like an easy piece of leg or maybe like a little elbow instead. And (laughs) I I, I don't want to blame Hideo for that. But I think to your point, some of his fans or fanboys put some of his put some of his stuff, maybe rated a little too high. And this is not, you know, we're not we're not sitting here trying to trying to badmouth him. Although I do have a story that, to this day, still pisses me off. But <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. But but yeah, it's was it Death Stranding, man? I it it got you know a bunch a bunch of awards, and you know I believe that's getting eventually getting a sequel and a remake or something like that. And uh, I know a lot of people are like, oh my god, this game was incredible. This game was genius. And I was like, was it really? <laughs> I thought it was like I thought it was super repetitive and the gameplay was I mean it was cool it was a cool game but in nowhere would I say genius status or you know that that game doesn't crack my top 100 maybe not even 200 but I know people that just swear by that game and that's you know and they're just they're just huge Hideo fans I'm like okay yeah more power to you cuz I'm sure there's games that I like and developers I like and they're like uh, yeah I don't know I don't I don't think that game was that good but to me it was Totally. And I think, too, when you think about like the, I like to call it the Metal Gear effect, where it's like, that's a series when you play it, you kind of like have to really like think like you don't know anything each game, right? And like, that's kind of how Death Stranding feels. Like you have to go in like not knowing anything, because if you go in with some pre-assumption of what this game is about, it's going to make no fucking sense. And honestly, I'm I'm probably going to get shit for this. Death Stranding, to me, feels like a walking simulator, personally. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I, I i feel i feel like a space-aged ups delivery guy man i'm I'm sorry you there's all this yeah. technology but yet you're carrying stuff on your back and i just i don't there's all this technology around why, why can't i use the technology man <laughs> i know i know and then you gotta balance your weights like i don't want, i don't know i don't want to play a game where i gotta balance my weight <laughs> I, it, yeah and i see that i see that he was trying to make that a game within a game you know, a strategy yes. part within the game. And I get it. I respect it. It was kind of cool. Hey, you had to pull the triggers and balance it. And that might be cool for like a mini game. But the fact that I had to do that and traverse like this rough terrain and the whole time just dropping packages, I have to pick them back up and rebalance them and do it. Like, God damn it, dude. Can I just get to the point? Can I just get yeah. to point A to point B, you know? And I'm just like, oh, it's driving me nuts, man. <laughs> And and I think that goes back to his his creativity and trying to create something different. And for me, that one didn't work. With Metal Gear, going back to Metal Gear Solid One, I mean, some of the stuff that he did in there, like the knocking on the wall to attract oh, yeah. people, 
the first time ever I was able to hide into a locker and you could see through the locker vents, you know, and see what's going on. Crawling in the vents on top and looking down, you know, the longer you stared at your female counterpart, she starts saying, hey, what are you looking at? Kind of stuff, you know, stuff like that just triggered. I was like, oh, dude, that's freaking awesome. That's genius. And then going back to one of his other games that he made, which blew me away. And a lot of collectors looking for this one complete is the uh, Boktai for the Game Boy Advance. Oh, I don't know if you remember that one. Remember yeah, it was like a va- vampire hunter simulator kind of thing. And it had yeah. a UV UV ray detector where you literally had to take this cartridge, you know, unless you cheated with a UV lamp. Those of you who have, you know, growing some uh, some of that Latin lettuce in your garage. But um, no, but so you would take Boktai, you know, and it had a cartridge, it had a little sensor on the top of the cartridge. And you literally had to play this thing outside and the UV ray would charge up. And then when you played the game at night or you went into the caves on the game you were limited to how much UV ray your sensor had. And that's how you got to shine your light and, and show, you know, and, and go after the, the, the critters and the vampires or whatever that were in the caves. That was genius to me, dude. It's it stuff like that, you know, and that's, that's right after like Metal Gear. That's one of the kind of a unsung games that I thought was, in my opinion, was genius of him, that, that creativity. But Death Stranding wasn't it for me, man. I agree with you, but for me, the one that I think of that really defined his career is Snatcher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sega, Sega CD Snatcher. Yeah. I tried to play that one recently, and I just realized how much I don't like to read anymore. Oh, yeah. It's all reading. <laughs> yeah. Where I, I had to read a lot. Although, although I did kind of get into Disco Elysium. Disco Elysium is pretty freaking badass, dude. Well, that's um, different story yeah yeah but a lot of reading but i don't i normally don't read anymore you know back back in the days when i was playing games i had more patience able to read that stuff and yeah and snatcher absolutely man that was a freaking game changer man dude Uh, and it sets it sets up very much like who he is gonna be you know what i mean like who hideo kojima is gonna be what his games are gonna be like the theatrical they're the production is high. You know, they create stories that get you involved and, and connected. And even though Metal Gear Solid is one of those games that kind of, you know, it, it is a very convoluted story, especially when you think about the big picture. It's still such an involved story. I mean, Metal Gear Solid 1, masterpiece. Metal Gear Solid 2, uh, it's it's good. I, I know why a lot of people love it. I have a hard time with it just because I didn't care for the switch between Raiden and Solid Snake. Metal Gear Solid yeah, 3. Too. Say masterpiece. Metal Gear Solid Three is so well thought out. Metal Gear Solid Four, yeah, <laughs> you know it's it's great to see the the whole franchise come to an end at the time at least. Because I remember telling you, and you're right, we used to work together, and I remember saying, "Dude, but this is it. Like this is it. they're they're gonna kill him off. It's over." And then you had said, "No, one day he's gonna come back." And then many many years later, Metal Gear Solid Five comes out, and even though technically it's not a sequel, it's a prequel. It's like, yeah, well, he's never gonna go away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember. I remember after like Snake had technically died, and I told you, <laughs> "Oh, another Metal Gear's coming." And I remember your 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 answer was, "What?" How? And you were just like kind of pissed off, dude. And you and then you were like, "Why? Why?" And I was like, "Cause it's it's a money maker. That's you know what I mean. Like, why would why would you know? Why would I don't know? Why would why would syrup companies stop making maple syrup? That you know that that's their go to. You know why, why would why would you start stop selling? I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to put this. Why would 
why would Cheez It stop selling different versions of Cheez It crackers? That's the, that's their money maker. That's where they're going to go to. That's what they know. It was because it was because it felt so finite. Like it felt so done. Like it felt so yeah. final. That's what I've been saying. So final. Like for me at least, when you played four, it felt like it was done. It was like because you sell what happened to them. You you. But then what ruins that fucking game <laughs> is you go through. So you beat the game. And then there's credits. And then out of nowhere, there's a cutscene. That cutscene goes on for almost an hour after you beat yeah. the game. <laughs> then there's more. You got, you got to keep your options open, man. I mean, now you never have He doesn't own it anymore. So. Yeah. But you never know, man. You might, might, he might buy it back. I mean, that's what happened with, with the David Jaffe. He had the rights to Twisted Metal, sold them oh, to yeah. Sony. And then Sony, you know, basically fucked his game up. I'm sorry, Twisted Metal Force sucked. And then he eventually bought all the characters back because he went on to do, was it Rogue Trip with yeah, a single true. track, which was fantastic car battle game. You could system link that game too on the PlayStation one. And I, I spoke to, I did an interview with Jeffy and, and I told him like how excited he was to get met or why he came back to do twist of metal he was like i had to buy my characters back because they weren't going to do anything with them they're basically gonna kill him off and so he literally out of his own money bought the rights to his characters back made twisted metal black and was so pissed off at sony because it was a mature rated twisted metal game and they would not promote it for him and yeah. he said he said then i'm done with them so if i was microsoft or nintendo I would definitely call Jaffe up and said, Hey, what about making a Twisted Metal? Bring Twisted Metal back. You got the Twisted Metal series out on Hulu or whatever it is. Yep. How about, how about bringing that series back and we'll, uh, we're behind you 100%. Because when's the last car battle game you played? You know what I mean? It's like a dead franchise. Bring it back, dude. Yeah. That's definitely been a while since I played those. So always keep that door open, man. Always keep that door open, indeed. And I think you're, you know, talking about Metal Gear and, you know, there was other versions of Metal Gear that people don't know about. So the Game Boy Color had the very first handheld version of it, which was called Metal Gear Ghost Battle, which more or less was Metal Gear Solid. No, I'm sorry, Metal Gear 2, which was on the on the NES, more or less with a little bit of one sprinkled in there. Did you ever play that one? I Ghost believe I, I believe I and I believe I gave you my copy. Yeah. A uh, long time ago. You might have made it. Yeah, you might have. Yeah, that was a long time ago then. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. But Ghost Babble, and then when we talk about more portables, there was a Metal Gear on the PSP, PlayStation Portable, a very unique one. Oh, no, you want to go that one, okay. It was called Portable Ops Plus, which was basically Metal Gear Online, really, because there wasn't it wasn't that story-driven. It was more about the multiplayer function on the go, right? It was cool, but it wasn't like, it wasn't Metal Gear. I mean, it was not not authentically. But the one I was going to refer to, and I, if you could bring that up now, is Metal Gear Acid. <clears throat> I don't have Acid on me. I don't know where my I don't know where my box is. I have I have the I have the cartridge only, but I don't know where my box is. Man, Metal Gear Acid and Metal Gear Acid Two, arguably one of the most unique versions of Metal Gear ever made. If you haven't played it for the PlayStation Portable, it was a Metal Gear turn-based card game. When you would think about that statement back in the day, I mean, this is what this is what this is what I miss about gaming. It was like. They would take chances on a show like that. You know what I mean? Like somebody thought, let's try making a Metal Gear card game, right? Like that would never happen now. 
Yeah. And I think that spawned, I could be wrong, but dating it, I think that spawned other card games like SNK Card Fighter Clash. Oh, wow. That's and, right. I remember. And then, and then eventually Capcom came out with their own little card game, Street Fighter, Street Fighter card game. I think you could play it right now on, on your phones where it has not just Street Fighter, but it has like other characters from other Capcom games as well. They did a card, they did a card battle game as well. And it just showed that it, it can be done if it's done the right way and you have the right, you know, the right layout as far as like, you know, the characters and their weak points, strong points, all that stuff. Yeah, Metal Gear Acid. I, didn't Metal Gear Acid come with 3D glasses too? No, Metal Gear Acid 2 did. <clears throat> Metal Gear Acid 2 did, yeah. Yeah. Because that they was changed... another feature I thought this was dope, dude. You can play it in freaking 3D. Yeah, yeah. They changed the art style. It was more of a cell shaded art style on, on the second one. And so, because mm-hmm. the first look kind of, they were kind of mold, not mold, uh, just boring. They weren't like really great polygons or the, the, they added the cell shading kind of made it more pop a little bit, right? And uh, there's a 3D aspect to it, like you said. You, but it would only work, though, if you had the PSP 1000, the fat boy. It wouldn't work with the other ones. And so you had to slide it in the little cardboard thing. And if you think about this, this is before VR glasses. This is before Google Google uh, Cardboard. Like, this is kind of ahead of its time in some respects. Would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And this goes back to like this goes back to I think Kojima's innovation. He's all, he was always striving to innovate, you know. Totally, and and, and uh, there is Metal Gear Acid. It's it's hard to describe it without playing it, but you basically get a round of cards, and each card set kind of has like its own. Like you move X spaces, you can use a card, weapon card, you can use a, a grenade card or something like that. You're using your cards to move forward in the game. And it's kind of like a tactics game, but you need the cards to do it. It like it's and it's all digital, of course. It was such a unique and fun experience. And honestly, I would love to have that ported on like the Switch or something. Like that'd be cool to play on there, or even on your phone, that'd be cool. But that's yet to happen, of course. But Metal Gear Solid has gone through such a weird change of of, of direction. So Metal Gear Solid Five came out not that long ago. And that one actually has is voiced by because we can't talk about MGS and not bring up the voice of Solid Snake, right? One yep, of the most yep. voices in the video game world, which is voiced by David Hayter. And I don't know if I told you this or not, but I actually met David Hayter in my travels. No way. And uh, that was good. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you about the interaction. So David Hayter, kind of like you, is very passionate about what he does, but. He always, everybody knows him for Metal Gear and whatever, and that's great. But a lot of people don't know, he's actually a screenwriter first. And so he wrote the script for the original X-Men movies. And people don't also know this, he arguably wrote one of the greatest comic movies of all time, and I think even you like this movie, is The Watchmen. Oh, yes. For sure. And I was talking to him about, like, hey, you know, I think you're, although I love your voice, and obviously it's so iconic, your writing is really amazing because obviously to me, there still has yet to be a comic book movie as perfect as the Watchmen. Like as far as like from page to screen, man, it's perfect, right? It's almost near, other than the ending, it's almost perfect. And he was really, he was really thankful for that. And he pulls me close to his ear and he goes, and he says, uncle dad, you're good. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. He- yeah, so what, Watchmen, man, I love that movie so much, and I did not read the comic or graphic novel, some people want to call it, at all. I, I just not 
a reader like that. I've never been a comic book reader. And I freaking love that movie, dude. I love the series, HBO series. I loved as well. I thought it was very, very well done. I actually haven't seen the series. I, I, know I think I you'll like it, man. Yeah, I think you'll like it. It's it's definitely modernized, but it's significant in the times, even now. Yeah. Came out what a couple of years a couple of years back, but it's it's still significant to this day of kind of like what's going on. It's very well done, dude. The cinematics are sick. The filming, I think they got a bunch of awards for like effects and stuff. It's it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, so you know, Solid Snake himself is a part of that, but then he wasn't asked to be in number five. There really hasn't that to this day hasn't been a reason as to why he wasn't asked. They just said they didn't ask him, and they brought Kiefer Sutherland in to be the voice mm-hmm. of Metal Gear Solid. And while it's not a bad, it's not a bad take on the voice. It just sometimes feels like he's trying too hard. And Kiefer, you know, he's obviously a great actor. You know, Lost Boys, Twenty Four. And some other good stuff, I think. He was also in a great horror movie called Mirrors. But, you know, I think it's hard to replicate who Salt Snake is. Don't forget Stand By Me. Was he in Stand By Me? Yeah. Oh, wow. Good pull. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, so it's hard for me to just get into that voice and get into that character. I I can imagine it's a challenge, but Metal Gear Solid 5, in my opinion, was like the weakest of all the Metal Gears because... I don't know. It just wasn't needed. You know, it should have just ended at four, right? We didn't need to go five. And now we're going to probably, you know, see another one one day. I mean, I know there's that horrible. Do you know about that Metal Gear game? It's like a horrible online zombie shooter. I heard about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Horrible. Oh, my God. Horrible. <laughs> it's, it's horrible. Horrible. Uh, so go, uh, going back to uh, you were talking about how they got Kiefer. And when you do something like that to a series, voice acting is a big deal, man, because it changes just the the gameplay aspect of it. Because, yeah, you're used to a certain voice, and that's always been attached to that character. Another series, which was inspired by Metal Gear, and they changed the voice actor, which pissed me off, was Splinter Cell. So when they did Splinter Cell, remember? And, 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 And they... And they had, what's the name? What can I think of his name right now? Michael Ironside, right? Michael Iron, Michael Ironside. And then they went away from him in, I I forgot what Spinner's a conviction, I think it was. And they, no, they went away a... from him. I was like, dude, that's, Michael Ironside is, is Sam Fisher. He always yeah. will be Sam Fisher. What the fuck are you guys doing? And it just changed it, man. It changed the feel right away, man. You can't do that shit. And I was hoping when I heard that he's not the voice, I was hoping that he would say, no, I'm not doing it because my loyalty is with Kojima and the creator. But when I found out that he wasn't even asked, I was like, I I, I can see already the writing on the wall with Konami. And then the stuff came out later. They're letting, you know, Kojima go and, and I was like, man, this, this is as 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 tired as I was of the Metal Gear franchise at that time. That's not a good decision. That was bad, dude. That was really bad. So I hope he comes back with a vengeance, something better than Death Stranding, though. You know what's interesting too about you saying all that about the uh, Splinter Cell thing is that Splinter Cell Blacklist, and I'm reading it right now. Michael Ironside, him, Michael Ironside himself said he actually just didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it because. 
he felt that the script wasn't good enough. He felt that it was too gory, too bloody. So that's why he chose not to do it. So ultimately, Michael Ironside is the one to blame why he wasn't in Black Blizzard. Hold on. Michael Ironside said it was too bloody and too gory? Yeah, he goes, when they sent, when they sent me for the... Or is it out? Yeah. When I got the script, it was very stiff, very inflexible, and a lot of a lot of blood and violence. And I didn't want to do it. Coming <clears throat> from the guy who did Starship Troopers? <laughs> I mean he's also old now, right? Oh. That was, that was a perfect a- cough, by the way. He's he sounded like old man on that cough. I did uh <laughs> Let me tell you about Metal Gear Solid, Sonny. Oh, man. Well, so to wrap everything up here about Metal Gear, Metal Gear, you know, this wasn't about like a history of Metal Gear, just to kind of chat about our memories of Metal Gear. And honestly, Metal Gear Solid will always mean a lot to me forever. It will, even though I don't really play it as much as I used to. And was it, I mean, am I going to get the, what's funny is, am I going to get the remake of Delta of Metal Gear Solid? I haven't played three in so long and I, I want to replay it because that was my favorite. It was my favorite, dude, because you know what? On the last episode, you did a code corner. I got a code corner for this episode. Oh, well, so, here we go. The code corner for Metal Gear Solid Three. If you, when you f- play the uh, boss where he's an old sniper, I think I can't remember his name exactly, but the the sniper who was an old man. When you get into that mission, save the game. When you get to that boss fight, save the game, cancel the game out, uh, or you know, close the game. Turn on the PS2. Do it where you can actually select the system clock. Go to system clock, fast forward the the internal date to like, I don't know, five, ten years. Just XMS, it's just like more than five years. Then boot the game up and play. What'll happen is whoever that boss's name is, the old sniper, he will be dead because he died of old age. <laughs> and you and you skip the entire boss fight. <laughs> Uh, that's awesome. Remember, remember the the trick with uh, Metal Gear Solid One when you you, you first faced uh, Psycho Mantis. Which one? Which trick? You'd plug the controller into port number two. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you yeah, you plugged it into port number two, and you would uh, and you would kill him because he couldn't read your couldn't read your mind anymore. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was awesome, dude. That and and when you first started the game, I remember I first started the game, and he's talking to you. I forgot what character I was talking to you. And they're like, oh. I see you like Contra and Castlevania. I was like, dude, how's he? What? Like, what the hell? They're reading the memory card. Shit like that, dude, was freaking genius, man. Yeah. yeah. That stuff was freaking cool. Totally. I mean, even that trick of like uh, killing the boss by old age, like, who would have yeah. thought of that, right? <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's badass, dude. But going back to uh, Metal Gear Solid, you're talking about, I got uh, one, of the, one of the things that I'm happy I got in my collection. I got Metal Gear Solid in. Integral, which was the Japanese only release, came with another disc, extra content. And then I got something that was kind of forgot about, and it was released here in the States. I don't know if you're familiar with this as a fan, but the Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah, the documents of Metal Gear Solid 2. And it's for for a fanboy, it's great because it goes over like the creation of the game, sound development, script. The polygon models. It talks about the first. They give you a first look at the new VR training and in substance. A bunch of special footage on it. If you are a Metal Gear fan, this is this is pretty tight. What are you gonna say? 
Well, what's funny about Metal Gear, the documented Metal Gear Solid 2 is I never understood why it was like a PS2 game, technically, when really yeah. it was just a DVD. <laughs> like, yeah. Because it comes in a PS2 case. Like, like it's a real PS2 case. Like, it says PS2 on top and everything. Yeah. I think it even has a reading. <laughs> it yeah, it, I yeah. said that. <laughs> it, has, it has an instruction manual. Like, what? <laughs> it's got an instruction manual. It's got the book inside, dude. It's Yeah, it's pretty good. I think that's why I bought it. Because I was like, why did they put it in a PS2 case? You know what? I'm getting it. Valuable. Even though I was... I don't know. I, I, I don't think it's worth that much money. But Metal Gear Solid fans are definitely are definitely out for it. And the reason why I got that was because, and here's my, do you want me to go into my story about Metal Gear Solid 2? You can after this. One last thing I want to say, okay? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I want to finish with your story. So I just wanted to quickly tell you, very quickly, to you and our audience, if you like Metal Gear Solid, let me tell you, there is a convention for you. That's right. There is a Metal Gear Solid convention in Long Beach, California. It is the second year that they're doing it. It's called MGS Con 2, Cons of Liberty. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> July 20th, 2024. The Kickstarter is live. If you are a fan of Metal Gear Solid, you've got to go check it out. I'm going to try to attend this year. It is Just go to MGS, mgscon.com. And then the way you get your ticket is you support their uh, Kickstarter. They have prices as low as $5 and tiers all the way up to 100 bucks. And talking about Metal Gear Solid 3, they're going to try to ha- have the, the the woman who sung the, the theme song of Metal Gear Solid 3, if they can meet their goal, her, Cynthia Harrell will actually be there and perform Snake Eater live in front of everybody. Oh, wow. That'd be <laughs> awesome. If you go, are you going to drop acid huh Metal Gear solid acid no no all right will they, will they let you will they let you smoke a cigarette inside because if they don't that's bullshit <laughs> can i walk around with a cardboard box like come on <laughs> oh that'd be sick that'd be sick yeah. if you go over there dude what does it just, it just say on their food or something like that and just walk around yeah. and just <laughs> and have have like a little slot and that way somebody finds you like oh look at that guy in a box you can put up the exclamation mark <laughs> And then be like, what was that noise? <laughs> was oh, that? man. But yes, go check uh, that out on Instagram as well, at MGSCon. And please, uh, this is not a paid promotion. This is just something I'm doing because I'm a fan. So MGSCon 2, memes, jeans, and snakes, a Metal Gear fan convention, MGSCon 2, Cons of Liberty, Kickstarter. Go check them out. All right, let's hear your story. Good, sir. Yeah, real quick on Metal Gear Solid 2. I just read the back right now because we we're talking about Armageddon, and we might piss Mike off, but the powerful music score was composed by Harry Gregson Williams, who also oh, did really? Enemy, Enemy of the State, The Rock, and Armageddon. Why? There you go. That's why. So here's here's my story about Metal Gear Solid Two, and one of the reasons why Hideo dropped on my list of favorite developers. And is it petty? Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and I'll own that. But I was such a big fan of Metal Gear Solid 1 and the Metal Gear game on NES. But Metal Gear Solid 2 like was just revolutionary for me. So when they first announced I mean, Metal Gear Solid 1, when, when they first announced Metal Gear Solid 2, I could not wait for it to drop in America. So I imported the Japanese one. And I found out there was a collector's edition, which cost me $250 plus. A lot of money back then for me, but I said, you know what? I'm going to get it. 
I got my PS2 chipped. It would be able to play Japanese games, and majority of that game was in English anyway. So I went all out, paid for it to get chipped, prepaid for this collector's edition. Uh, shout out to Network Videos, no longer around, but those in Northern California know what Network Video is. Natty, thank yes. you. So it comes in. Natty calls me up. Lou, your Metal Gear's in. Fat. Awesome. And I don't live close to this place. Takes me about an hour and a half, sometimes two hours, and then about three hours driving back because of because of traffic. I live in the Valley, and this place is in the Bay Area, California. So anyways, I go pick it up, and I'm super excited for this game. I bring it home. I got the collector's edition, man. Hell yeah. Bust, bust open the game. And I'm one of those people that, you know, read the book, even though most of it was in Japanese at the time. There's a lot of English involved as well and all the little extra stuff that comes with it. So I'm looking for all the extra stuff that comes with it. And it has like a little soundtrack with it. Cool. And I'm looking for all the other bells and whistles. And there's really not anything. (laughs) And so I'm like, what the hell? What the hell's going on? So I call them up and I was like, hey, I think there's some stuff missing out on my collector's edition. And they're like, well, no. And so they opened one. One of the workers opened one up. And I was like, why was this thing $250, dude? I said, I don't get it. I could have just got the standard version for like 80, you know, imported and been good. He's like, no, it's, it comes with, did you see that baggie inside? And I was like, what baggie? He says, there's like a little bag inside. And I was like, what are you talking about? And so I open it back up again and I'm like, what the hell is this? He's like, it's a lock of Kojima's hair. And I said, you mean to tell me I spent $250? And all the gas and my time to go down there, pick that up because this has a little clipping of Hideo Kojima's hair on it. (laughs) Who the fuck is, I was like, dude, I was so pissed. Like what weirdo wants this shit? I got so freaking pissed, dude. I regret it now, but I got rid of it. I forgot who I gave. I I was so pissed off that I spent that much money because this guy put his own hair in it. And who knows? It could have been a pube. I don't know. I didn't even look at it, man. I got so pissed off, man. Cause I, so essentially all I did was get the game and a soundtrack, which <laughs> I, you, you can, you can pop in the, the DVD into a CD player, I think, and it plays the soundtrack anyway. But I was <laughs> like, man, I can't believe I paid that much money because it had like a little tiny shaving of his hair in like a dime bag, dude. <laughs> My question is that must be so rare because I've never seen that before. Yeah, that's why I say I regret getting rid of it. Because had I have it now, I could probably sell that for a lot of money. And I would sell it because I was so pissed off. But that, that's how yeah. I didn't thought. I was so pissed, dude, at the time, man. I just I just wanted to get rid of it. Oh, I was so mad. I spent that much money on that shit. Because there was a bunch of other stuff that came out at the time. I forgot what it was. There was a bunch of Dreamcast stuff that I wanted. There was a Neo Geo game that I wanted at the time. I could have got for a pretty good price over there. And I'm just like... Fuck, dude! I I was sitting here with a freaking little bag of hair and 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 Metal Gear Solid Two, and it took me forever to pop in Metal Gear Solid Two. I was so pissed. Eventually, <laughs> did, and the story just got kind of crazy from there. And the Metal Gear story, at least, and I was done. I was done for a while. It took me a long time to play three. I eventually got over to three, and I got over it. I think honestly, I think Acid kind of brought me back, like you were talking about the originality of it. Yeah, it was a card game, but it was very very well done pick up and play fun to play and i think i just get a i i got the other ones just because they were metal gear and i wanted to for my collection but uh yeah that was my story 
Deep down, you're you're a Metal Gear fan, though. Deep down, I would have to say yes, and it, it and it goes back it goes back to solid. Well, like I said, I, I enjoyed the original Metal Gear that I played on the NES. I enjoyed it, but Metal Gear Solid Two was as far as like influences on me and enjoyment that I had. I I had a ton of fun with the VR missions, man. Me and my friend Jesse played the shit out of the VR missions, and we would we would we would do we would do you know, just time trials to do who get them, get them done first, the the smoothest, the quickest. And if you could do them a different way, uh, we did that a lot with, uh, oh man, what was that one game called? Mirror's Edge too. We, we killed it with Mirror's Edge. Time trials, man. Time trials were fun. But yeah, no, it's, I, I'm a fan, uh, more of one, definitely not because of two with a lock of hair. <laughs> I do have one last tip of information. Do you remember a Konami skateboarding game? called Evolution Skateboarding? I do. Absolutely. Did you know that there's an entire Metal Gear Solid skateboarding level in there? You play the at Metal Gear Solid 2. Sorry, sorry. From Metal Gear Solid 2, there was the, the whole entire thing takes place on the big shell. So you can actually skateboard in the entire big shell as Solid Snake and ride it. I would say as Solid Snake. I remember you could be Solid Snake on that one. And I think, I could be wrong, but I believe it used the Metal Gear Solid engine too. I think it did. That's why they was in that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think so. Yep, yeah. That yep. one makes yeah. Evolution Skateboarding. If you guys can find that one, definitely check that out. Okay. That was my that was my little love letter to Metal Gear, full of love and hate at the same time. <laughs> Truly something I can't wait for. And Metal Gear Solid 3, thank you for all the memories you gave me. 20 years. I can't believe it's been 20 years. And Dude. if you haven't played Metal Gear Solid 3, check it out. It really is. And then Delta's on the way. So if you haven't checked it out, wait for the new remake and get it all in 4K glory with updated content, updated... I, I think they're remastering his voice. Like, everything's being remastered. So go check that out. Metagross Solid 3 Delta coming out later this year. You got one last thing? One last thing. Do you ever think, speaking of Kojima, do you think they ever will finish and release PT? Oh, probably not. Well, I don't know. Actually, I don't know now. Let me rephrase that because I don't know if you, I think you must have seen that he's partnering with Jordan Peele in this new movie or this movie video game where they announced that he has another video game coming out and he's working with Monkey Paw Productions. So I think if that game comes out and does well, I think we will see a form of PT, but maybe not like what we originally saw. Okay. Yeah. I think it'll be a different take on it, I think. And then just because of the name, I wouldn't be surprised if they just said, oh, this is Hideo Kojima's and Monkey Paul's PT. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. But without further ado, I'm Uncle Dad, and you can find me on Instagram at Uncle Dad Talks. And with me, as always, is my clever co-host, Mr. Retro Gaming Nomad. And you can find him on Instagram at Retro Gaming Nomad. All one word, correct? Correct. Retro Gaming Nomad, all one word. On my posts, I try to throw a little backstory to some of the games. It's not just, oh, here's what I got. Check it out. So appreciate it if you guys kind of read. Give me some tidbits and what you guys would like to see more of. That'd be awesome. And maybe you can uh, post a picture of all the Metal Gear games when I post this episode up. Yeah, I'll try to find the lock of hair. <laughs> just use one of your own. <laughs> <laughs> alright everybody thank you thank you so much for listening we'll see you all next month uh, peace love and game on someday 
on a tree frog It's so dear the trial to survive 